It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Also follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod on Twitter. And you can even call into the show and leave a voicemail with your questions, your thoughts, your takes, whatever you want to leave a voicemail at. And you can do so at 405-362-7128. That's 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to talk about the bravado odds for the next head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to talk about the Kevin Knox rumor that could land him in Oklahoma City and also do part one of your Reddit questions for this show. So a lot's happening today on a busy Thursday morning. So let's get started because this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we're going to start with the coaching odds for the next Thunderhead coach. And I want to start this by saying, look, we know nothing. I know nothing. You guys know nothing. Vegas knows nothing for once. It's Sam Presti. No one has a clue, not myself, not anyone else has a clue who the next head coach will be. We can have our top picks. I have my top picks. You probably have your top picks. But Sam Presti is a different cat, and he has not let a lot out of the bag. So when Vegas makes these odds, especially for a team like the Thunder, who keeps their cards close to the vest, it's really just guesswork. And, and, and what I've been doing on this show, who would make sense and who kind of makes sense. And it's no surprise that the top odd guy is Adrian Griffin at three to one. Uh, Mike D'Antoni, the second highest at four to one. Uh, Kenny Atkinson, five to one. Nate McMillan, seven to one. And then Vinterpool at seven to one as well. Uh, so those are the those are the top odds on favorites to be the next Thunder coach, and those are brought to you by friend of the show Keith Smith, who got those from Provado. And again, Vegas typically knows a lot, and yes, Adrian Griffin makes a ton of sense, and we've dove into him a lot on this show. Uh, but 
in the instance of Sam Presti, Vegas has no inside information. They're doing exactly what I did a week ago and just plugging in names that they think might work out with Sam Presti, such as an Adrian Griffin, who has been a phenomenal assistant coach in the NBA, especially with the Thunder, had a big hand in developing some of the, from some of the key Thunder players, especially Jeremy Grant, and helping him turn into the player that Jeremy Grant is today. So that's what Vegas is going off of. That's what I'm going off of. So of this list, if there somehow is some insider knowledge from Vegas, from Vegas, which there normally is, but again, with Sam Presti, I don't think so. But if there is, of this list, who would be the best options? For me, D'Antoni's out. I don't like Mike D'Antoni as a coach in general, uh, but I especially don't like him for the Thunder position. Number one, uh, he's going to ask for way too much money, and the Thunder are not going to give that to him. Number two, he's going to ask for way, way too much control, which I don't think the Thunder will give to him either. And number three, I just don't see a good fit there for a rebuilding team. I, I just really don't see it that you want a, that you want to mold this team in the Mike D'Antoni sphere. So he's out to me. Even though he's at 4-1 to one and Vegas likes him, to me, he's out. So to me, the top three guys of this list is Adrian Griffin with a bullet number one. Kenny Atkinson, number two, just because you've heard some great things about him with the Nets and how he developed the Nets. You've also heard about how he can relate to young players and does a lot of the what we would look at as gimmicky, just practicing with the guys, doing all the drills that he asked the guys to go through, scrimmaging the guys. Stuff like that can really help a young team and can really win over a young locker room. Whereas if you did that with a team full of you know 25 year old, 30 year old veterans, yeah, they're kind of over that. You know, they're kind of past that stage in their basketball lives. But for a rebuilding team, Kenny Atkinson I think can work, and he did work in Brooklyn. So he would be my number two behind Adrian Griffin, and then number three is just Vanderpool because uh, frankly I don't know much about Vanderpool, but I do know that he is in every conversation. Every time that there is a coach vacancy. Vanderpool is the guy that people talk about as, well, they really need to give this guy a look. They really need to get this guy in there. And smarter people than me like Vanderpool, so maybe he can be something as a head coach. Uh, and part of why I'm not too concerned about this coaching hire, number one, I don't think that they're going to do what I want them to do unless hire Becky Hammond or hire Jerry Stackhouse, two people who I think can be viewed at as long-term solutions to the coaching spot. Uh, but I also don't see this being that big of a deal in the sense of I understand this organization has prided themselves on stability, has prided themselves on having only four head coaches since moving to Oklahoma City. I understand all that. You know, this would be the fourth head coach since moving to Oklahoma City. I understand all of that. Uh, but I view this head coach as a stopgap person. Unless you go hire a Becky Hammond, unless you go hire a Jerry Stackhouse, unless you go hire a young upstart guy like that or gal like that, I view this as a stopgap hire, someone who you just want to get over the hump. I think that Kenny Atkinson can be more than a stopgap. There's a few other names like that. But until we know who the coach is, it's hard to get too excited one way or the other because this easily could be going in a different direction. Again, Sam Presti. There's no leaning one way or the other that, that we can get a feel for. Because to me, you're either going to hire somebody who is out of the blue. And for a lot of people, Jerry Stackhouse would be out of the blue. For a lot of people, Becky Hammond would be out of the blue. You know, for casual NBA fans that don't really follow the ins and outs of assistant coaching, which I don't blame you if you're, if you're one of those people. Uh, people like that would be an out of the blue hire. It's either going to be that kind of way, where you look at it and say, look, that can last a long time. Or it'll be a Vanterpool and Atkinson where, yeah, maybe they can 
hold on to them for this rebuild and then like a couple playoff years. But then like the like the Nets to Dakinson, you move on and try to find someone else. Hopefully not Steve Nash, but someone else nonetheless. So the, the odds are interesting, but again, I would just caution you. I know that we are trained as sports fans to hold Vegas to this high standard of knowing information and being ahead of the curve and being in on stuff. With odds like this in the coaching market like this, with Sam Presti in charge of the hire, it's hard for me to believe that Vegas has any idea why they put Mike D'Antoni at number two other than, hey, he's a popular head coach. Popular head coach, let's put him at number two. That, to me, is why Mike D'Antoni is there, not because they've got any sources telling them Mike D'Antoni is going to consider the Thunder. I don't think he would consider the Thunder, and frankly, I don't think the Thunder would consider him. So, to me, Mike D'Antoni is out. Uh, Adrian Griffin is the biggest name on this list. Uh, that, that makes sense. I've said it all along. Adrian Griffin makes a ton of sense. He has a great relationship with the Thunder organization. He has a great relationship with Sam Presti. He's done great within this organization and other organizations as well. Uh, he would make a lot of sense to me, and I hope that he's, he's part of that group that I hope for. I would hope for a Becky Hammond, Jerry Stackhouse, Griffin, even Atkinson. Uh, that those are like the the top people that I'd want want to hire. Uh, but who knows what, what Sam Presti is going to do? But one thing I do know is that you need to go over to RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you probably couldn't work an email properly. You probably still had a Hotmail account, not good. You're going to want to go over to RockAuto.com because you can get all the parts your car will ever need right there. And let me tell you why, that you want to go to rockauto.com specifically. Because I know nothing about cars. And you think that that's odd, right? I'm trying to sell you on a car website knowing nothing about cars myself. No, 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 no. It's actually a, a brilliant thing for rockauto.com. And that's because I don't have to know anything about cars. Because what I do is I go to rockauto.com and I put my make, my model, my year into the website and they're only going to show me parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not searching and trying to differentiate between one part or the other and then wasting money on parts that are not going to fit in my car, not going to be operative, operable for my car. They're only going to show me parts that I can use. And I love that about rockout.com. There's no point to go to any dealerships or local, local auto parts stores because they're going to upcharge you. Skip that upcharge, go to rockout.com to them locked on sent you and then how did you hear about a box? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to continue talking about Kevin Knox and these rumors surrounding Chris Paul and the New York Knicks. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod and even call into the show by leaving a voicemail at 405-362-7128 with any questions, comments, concerns, takes that you might have about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I want to dive into this Kevin Knox rumor that got put around the internet today all over the place, but it was mainly from Nick's Film Room uh, is one account, and then Scoop B. We've talked about Scoop B before. I'm not really familiar with Scoop B, but his name keeps getting thrown around, so we're going to bring it up. Uh, Nick's Film Room and Scott, uh, Scoop B 
talked about the Knicks being ready to go all in on Chris Paul and ready to make this this move for Chris Paul. And they've had internal discussions about what the secondary player will be. Talking about throwing in Julius Randle and Kevin Knox. And that's kind of been the big rumor today is that a trade package from New York could look like Randall and Knox. And if you still get an additional pick with with Randall and Knox, <laughs> I mean, can you do much better than that if you're the Thunder? I get it. Knox is a former lottery guy out of Kentucky. So Julius Randall also from Kentucky, by the way. So I don't see how the state of Kentucky is not just a huge Thunder state at this point with all the Kentucky guys the Thunder have. And Julius Randle is owed $18.9 million next year and $19.8 million in 2021-2022. He's a free agent in 2022. So Kevin Knox would be the big piece in all of this. Randle is a nice little power forward, only 25 years old, but he's really just there to match salaries. Knox would be your flyer pick in this, and then hopefully you can also get an additional draft pick. Uh, But Knox would be the flyer piece. And he's a small forward. He's an interesting guy because I was very high on Kevin Knox out of the draft. He's only 20 years old right now, 6'7", 215. I was very high on Kevin Knox coming out of the draft, coming out of Kentucky. Uh, but he hasn't lived up to that billing just yet. He just hasn't. And you've kind of seen flashes and spurts a little bit with him in New York. But he has not been able to flourish um, greatly with the Knicks. Not a lot of people have. He's a very versatile defender. He is a B-plus grade on defensive position versatility. He's a B-grade on defensive role versatility. He is a versatile defender. Now, the question is, how good can he be defensively? And that's where you start to see uh, some question marks around him. He has a A-minus pull-up three grade. He's 89 percentile in the pull-up three category. He is a good uh, at the break three-point shooter as well. So he has two areas in which he really excels at from distance. The problem is he's a bad catch-and-shoot guy. He's a bad corner three guy. And that brings his overall three-point percentage down. That brings his overall three-point percentage down to a C-. And he doesn't get open very much. So there's a lot of flaws to what he's doing. He does have a lot of gravity at the three-point line, which means a lot of guys are trying to uh, close out on him and stay near him and not sag off of him. Uh, think of gravity the way that you look at Andre. The opposite is true for Kevin Knox. They they typically stay close to him. He's a B-plus grade on three-point shot gravity. So these are all credit to uh, Basketball Index, who is just a phenomenal website to get all these advanced numbers if you're interested in advanced stats and things like that. I love Basketball Index. But my point here is, Yes, Kevin Knox has not been what a lot of us thought he could be, including myself. Uh, But there are some flashes there. You look at his three-point gravity. You look at the way he finishes at the rim uh, at at certain instances. You look at the way he draws draws fouls at the rim. And there's little signs here and there that he can be what we once thought he could. He has a movement attack rate in the 61 percentile, which is averaging out to a B-minus grade. He's a good rebounder on the advanced metrics. Uh, defensively, at least, he's a good rebounder. His matchups, defensively, again, he's a very versatile defender, uh, but versatile and good do not always go hand in hand. He doesn't always play the best defense, although he can he can guard one through five. And 
you've seen that his his percentage of time against point guards is 11%. Shooting guards, 27%. Small forwards, 32%. Power forwards, 22%. It's pretty balanced uh, of the percentage of time he's guarding his position. His lowest one, of course, is center, which is only 6.4% of time he's guarding a center. But over the last year, over his average and his career average, he's up in every category in terms of, besides center, of what he's going to guard and who he's going to guard. So he can do more defensively, but you've got to unlock that defensive talent from him. But at least he has the size and capabilities of defending. So I say all of that and bore you with in numbers, if you're not into numbers, and I get that some of you aren't. I say all that to say, yes. Has Kevin Knox been a bust? Yes. But there are reasons for optimism, and a change of scenery is always good, and it could end up not working out. And that's why you would assume the Thunder also get an additional pick or picks in this deal. And as we talked about yesterday with the Tobias Harris contract, you're going to have to take on money to, to trade Chris Paul. That's obvious. Uh, but Julius Randle at 25 years old is not the worst contract to take back. You're going to lose the money on the expiring deal of, of Dennis, expiring deal of Stephen Adams coming off the book, uh, Andre's coming off the book this offseason. You're going to trade Chris Paul, so he's off the book. But you're going to have to match Silers, of course, with Chris Paul. So... The contract is no big deal. It's just to match it and get the trade done. And Julius Randle is not an empty contract, which is pretty good. I mean, again, Julius Randle is not going to be electric for you. But he's also not going to be just dreadful. This is not a hole in your salary cap. He at least is playable. So, would I like Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, and a pick? The bottom, the bottom line is I would like pretty much anything with the Chris Paul trade because I know that Sam Presti, and maybe this is just blind confidence and, and blind homerism, but I know Sam Presti is not going to get fleeced. So whatever he ends up getting is going to be good. It's going to be what he could have gotten for Chris Paul. And don't bring up the, don't bring up the, the James Harden trade or things like that. I mean, the, the James Harden trade, okay, you, you can laugh at one trade he's made in his whole career. I still have faith that Sam Presti is going to get the best deal. So Kevin Knox is interesting. We have the Dort Knox situation, which would be great off the floor, at least for memes, Dort Knox. But on the floor, I'm still cautiously optimistic about what Kevin Knox can do. And I do think that Kevin Knox is someone who Thunder fans would talk themselves into. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that if Kevin Knox wore a Thunder uniform and you trade for him on November 15th, all right, November 15th, you get the Woj notification. Chris Paul's on his way to New York to reunite with Leon Rose, and the Thunder get back Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, and the 18th overall pick or whatever. If that's what you get on your phone, you're going to look at Kevin Knox, who played in 15, uh, 65 games this year, averaged six points, and was 32% from beyond the arc, 35% from the field. You're going to look at Kevin Knox, and you're going to find ways to talk yourself into his game. That is a compliment for Kevin Knox, because you're going to look at him and say he's 21 years old, a change of scenery. He he he's gonna he was once a ninth overall pick for the Knicks. He's going to turn things around in Oklahoma City with this culture. So there are flashes there with Kevin Knox. I would not be down Kevin Knox. Would it be the best return ever for Chris Paul? You know, probably not. In the sense of I don't know. I'm not in those rooms. I'm not in that conversation. But to me. The Chris Paul trade, teams have gotten so desperate, right? You've got the Sixers involved, the Bucks involved, the Knicks involved. 
the Nuggets involved, the Jazz involved, the Mavericks somehow involved, which I don't, again, I don't think the Mavericks are truly involved. I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that report originated from, but there's a report out there that the Mavs are interested. I think that that creates a higher market for Chris Paul. And we already talked about that with the calorie, with the seller cap going down, the best way for these teams to improve their roster is via trade. You just swap the money. You don't need to go into free agency and improve your team that way. So from the outside looking in, would Knox, Randall, and a first-round pick be enough? No. But again, I'm not in the room where it happens. I'm not there to know what truly is Chris Paul's value. I'm just speculating at this point. So could you get better than that? I don't know. But if they did get Randall and Knox in a first-round pick, I'd feel okay about it. I'd feel good about it. Let me know what you guys would think about that trade. Would you feel like Sam Sam Presti got fleeced, or would you feel like they had a good deal for both sides? What would you feel about a, a package deal centered around Knox and Randall? And how many picks would it take you to feel good about it? One pick, two picks? Would the Knicks even throw in any picks? What would you think about the Knox-Randall-Knicks deal with Chris Paul? So coming up, we're going to answer your Reddit questions in part one of our Reddit mailbag. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I. LES, follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunder Pod. So the biggest thing that I've always wanted to do with the show, and and the show has seen a ton of success. I mean, the numbers keep going up. The listener numbers percentage-wise keep going up and up and up. Actual listener numbers are going up as well. And we keep chugging along on the Apple Podcast charts. And I talked about yesterday, but the the nod of getting the podcast of the week for the Lockdown Podcast Network is huge, especially with the network and the talent and the collection of talent we have on this network is huge, but it's all thanks to everyone listening. It's not thanks to me. It's thanks to you guys listening. And I said at my very first show as host, I want to incorporate as many fans as I can. Fans of the Thunder as I can. So I've always tried to do Reddit mailbags. I've always tried to DM people back on Twitter. A lot of people DM me on Twitter asking, hey, what do you think about this trade idea? What do you think about you know, this, this topic, just whatever. I should always message everyone back on Twitter. If you DM me and a lot of people seem to like DMing better than just like mentioning me, which is fine. Uh, totally fine. And then my DMs are open for a reason. So I try to interact with the show as much as possible and, and with people who listen as much as possible. And that's why I want to do another Reddit mailbag. And so this is only going to be part one because it's only been out uh, for a couple of hours on Reddit and there's already 18 questions. And, and I want to get as many questions as possible. I want to get as many people in there as possible. So if you have Reddit and you want to get involved, don't worry. This is not the end of it. You can go onto the Thunder Reddit right now and go scroll to the the form that says drop your questions for Locked on Thunder. Uh, you can just sort by new. It should be 
pretty close at the top if you're listening to this on Thursday. Uh, and then go find it, leave your question there. So I do want to get as many questions as possible. And if you don't, if you can't find Reddit or you don't have Reddit, just throw throw me your question uh, on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles or at LO Thunderpod. Uh, or if you do not have Twitter or Reddit, you can email us show uh, LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. And I've already given out the phone number for you to call in. So with all that being said, thank you all for listening. And I do want to interact with you guys some more. So I'm doing that right now with the Reddit mailbag. And we'll get to a lot of these uh, on Friday show as well. But I do want to answer some of them today. So I'm probably only going to get to one of these questions today. And again, there are a lot of them on Reddit. I thank you all. Uh, but this one feels more prevalent in the sense of it needs to be answered right now. And maybe I shouldn't answer it at the 22 minute mark, but I am crazy. So this is asked by Dennis Dinosaur 4. Dinosaur 4? I don't know. Thank you for your question. Would a young coach or a coach that's new to the NBA be held back by Sam Presti? That's interesting, right? Would a new-to-the-NBA coach be held back by Sam Presti? Now, it depends on what you mean by that, right? And it's part of why that I don't think you get Mike D'Antonio or a guy like that. you know, or, or, or as the Raptors lock up Nick Nurse for the future, some people were saying, well, what about Nick Nurse? Which was always insane to me. But some people thought that. What about, what about Nick Nurse? You're not going to get a coach that has a big reputation. And another one right here. This, this to me is the, is the best example, the quintessential example of this question in my answer. Stan Van Gundy. And I have thrown out Stan Van Gundy's name as well. And I said it on that very show I talked about him. I said, Stan Van Gundy is a good retread hire. He would not pick Oklahoma City. If he wants to get back in the coaching game with so many vacancies right now, he wouldn't pick Oklahoma City. And here's why. Sam Presti is not going to give up control. And that's good. I want Sam Presti making those calls. So if you mean hold back a coach in the sense of he's going to hire the coach, build the team, and that's that. Yes and no, if that makes sense. So here's what I'm saying. Sam Presti is the guy making the decisions for the team building aspect of this. He's going to get you the roster. He's going to put it in place. And those are your pieces. From that point forward, He doesn't hold back coaches. He doesn't tell coaches what to do. But the coach has to deal with whatever Sam Presti did. The coach has to deal with whatever Sam Presti created. So, does he hold back the X's and O's of a coach? No. And ideally, he's going to hire someone who he views as on the same page as him and what he's going to look for in the draft but the coach will not have the total control that a Stan Van Gundy wants. And that's the that's the big story of why Stan Van Gundy didn't go to the Warriors, because the Warriors were not going to give him control, but the Pistons would. So he loses out in being the coach of the greatest team ever and wastes a couple of years in Detroit. So would he hold back a coach? No, I don't think that Sam Preston holds back a coach. And in fact, I think the opposite is true. And the reason why I think the opposite is true, he does pride himself on stability. And that's why I think that Becky Hammond is so perfect for this job and that I think that she would take this job in a heartbeat because having Sam Presti's confidence means you have security. This is not a place like Sacramento where they're going to turn over their coach every two years. Becky Hammond and any coach making that leap to being a first-year head coach would be given ample opportunity to learn from whatever mistakes they make. 
and others might point out that Becky Hammond is perfect, uh, is because this roster is not going to be a Sixers process rebuild. When the Thunder rebuild, and, and they are going to rebuild this offseason, this rebuild is not going to look like the Sixers where they just have a bunch of guys out there. And, and you might know a couple of them from your late-night benders during March Madness, but no one, no one's really recognizable. They're going to be terrible. It's not the process Sixers. Sorry about that. She would inherit a roster in which, yes, it's designed to lose. Yes, you're going to lose, but you're not going to get blown out. And you're able to flourish and show off your brilliance and your X's and O's and your schemes with this talent around you of Shea, Baisley, Dort, your draft pick, whoever you get back from Chris Paul's trade. You're going to be able to flex your coaching muscles a little bit while also losing and growing yourself and also having the stability. So for Sam Presti, the only thing I think he holds back coaches on is building a team. If you're a head coach that views yourself as someone who wants that control and the team building input the way Stan Van Gundy always did his whole career, yes, he's going to hold you back from that. But if you're simply wanting to sit down and coach a team, he's going to let you go. He's going to let you go. He's not going to get involved. He's not going to meddle. And he's also going to give you time to grow. That's the most important part. So that's my answer to does Sam Presti hold back coaches or would he hold back a new hire like that? He didn't with Donovan. I mean, Donovan was new to the NBA. Scott Brooks was new to the NBA as a head coach. He's never had a not new coach. Besides B.J. Carlissimo, who he had for like a week, it felt like. So I don't think he holds anyone back. But that's a very good question. It's something that does deserve to be talked about. And we'll talk more about all those sort of questions tomorrow on Friday's show. And also, along with the erratic questions, we're going to get back into the draft because I love the NBA draft and we haven't had time to talk about it because I didn't take over until May. And of course, we went right into the bubble postseason and we will talk more about the NBA draft on Friday's show. Thank you all for listening. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.